The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Welcome, everyone, to Wednesday with the Word. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. Thank you for joining me on today. Wednesday with the Word, family. We have a conflict going on in our world today. One man with two sons have raged or waged a war raging against one another for thousands of years, and it's still going on to this day. The puzzling truth of it all is the war will not end. It will continue to go on, even though one day, as scripture has told us, there will be someone who is outside of the will of God who will come with a plan of a seven year peace treaty. And that person is none other than the Antichrist himself. It does not stop the war but it brings a peace from war. But it is a false peace because as I said before, the war has never ended. Now, ever so often, we will hear of a ceasefire. Uh, we will hear of some uh, treaty where there is a truce in the matter, and it lasts, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But then after that, someone says something to someone else, and then they remember why they've been battling for thousands of years over someone's dad's land. The land belonged to Abram, as promised by God, when God told him to leave his house and go to a land that he would show him, meaning the Lord talking to Abram at the time. The Lord gave Abram a land upon which every nation should come forth. And every nation who blesses Abram, the Lord will bless. But every nation who dishonors Abram, the Lord will curse. And the Lord made that promise. The Lord also saw that Abram had no offspring. And Sarah, his wife at the time, decided to take it upon herself to give her husband her handmaid. And her handmaid, Hagar, was the one who gave birth to Abram's first child, Ishmael. Just because Ishmael was the first child does not, does not mean that Abram was the promised child. You see, Abram and Sarah were blood related. And through that blood was to come the blessing of God. Remember, Abram was telling God these things that he had no heir. He had no offspring and God promised to give him offspring, but it was not going to come through anyone else's bloodline, but the bloodline of Abram's alone. Abram went and mixed blood with Hagar, but it was mixed blood. It was not pure blood. 
Sarah is Abram's relative. And through the pure blood of era of, of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac is the true chosen son of God. The story tells us that Isaac or Abraham was pushing 100 years old and Sarah was pushing 90 years old when this happened. But it was the Lord who made it happen. Abram, or I'm sorry, uh, Ishmael was 13 years older than his brother Isaac when he was born and was found to be made fun of because he was nursing at the time. And when Sarah saw this, she had her husband Abraham put Hagar and his son Ishmael out. Now, that does not mean that the Lord was not going to bless Ishmael because Ishmael came from Abram's seed. He is promised of God. Abraham is. So Ishmael was able to also have a, a stake or a claim in the land of his father, Abraham. But the true owner or the true right to the land belongs to Isaac. Now, Isaac and his brother, I assume, had a pretty good relationship among them because they were there when they buried their dad together in the tomb that Abraham had bought for his wife, Sarah, also to be used by him upon the day of his passing. It is written that both the brothers were there to bury their dad in Genesis 25, that they buried him right next to Sarah. So it doesn't seem like they had conflict with one another. But what it seems like is that as the generations grew and as the bloodline began to, uh, I guess, thin out, they began to realize who this land belongs to. Both Abraham, I mean, uh, both Isaac and Ishmael are blood related. They have the same dad, but only Isaac has the pure blood of promise given to Abraham through Sarah. Ishmael was not given the, the, the promise through the blood, but he was given the benefit because of the blessing that Abraham was to God. So this conflict that we're seeing once again is nothing more than distraction. This is what they will always do with one another. They will always bomb on each other. They will always hate on each other. They will always destroy each other's children to keep that generation from reproducing. Because in order to stop a generation, you have to first cut off its ability to reproduce. There's a lot said in that statement. In order to stop a population from growing, you have to cut off its ability to reproduce. So that's why you see on the nightly news, the children are dead. The young teen teenagers are dead. The young adults are dead because what they're doing, they're going after the ability to reproduce. Yes, they're going after each other's military um uh, structures. Yes, they're going after uh, each other's military strongholds, but they're going after the generations that can reproduce. And that's being done on both sides. And that's been done or, or have been done for a thousand years. So what we're seeing is nothing new. We're just seeing it for the first time or it's new to us as the nightly news is showing it to us.
But remember Wednesday with the word family. This is a war that has been going on since Genesis. Thousands of years. We're talking more than more than five, maybe six thousand years. And it's still going on today. And these family members will never stop feuding with one another. The only way they will stop feuding with each other is when none other than our Savior, our Messiah, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ himself, comes and puts an end to the conflict himself. That is the only way. I believe that we will see the Antichrist come on the scene. I do believe that we will see a seven-year peace treaty that will take place among the nations. Because by right, every nation is going to turn their face against Israel. Every nation. And until that happens, there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to start packing your bags or, or checking your passport. There's no reason to do any of, any of those things. If there is a reason to do something, it should be the reason to turn your face back to God and quit. With your wicked ways. The Bible says in Ezekiel 33 to turn from your wicked ways. I'm telling you to quit with your wicked ways. I think it's more fitting to turn from your wicked ways because when you turn, you turn your face back to God. That is the time that we are in right now. So if anything must be done, it must that it must be done that you turn from your wicked ways. And quit. While you're ahead. Because one day. A day we don't know. A day that has not been given to us. But one day. The Lord will return. And it doesn't. Seem like. It's going to happen because of the way things are. The, the way things are happening. But remember Jesus said that all these things must happen first. And that all these things are nothing more than the pregnancy pains or the labor pains that a woman goes through when she's in labor, but the birth is not ready. I believe that the times that we are in right now, Wednesday with the word family, are nothing more than the birth pains, but the birth is not ready. So there is a lot of distraction out there. And in the distraction, there is hope. There is a lot of hope out there. Hope in Jesus. Hope that that you can make a difference by giving your life over to Jesus. Hope that by submitting yourself unto him, that you will secure yourself as being or as having your name written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what the big picture is. That's what the objective is from Genesis the beginning to the revealing, which is called revelation, the end, which is not really the end. It's just the announcement of the things that are to come. It is the revealing of the things to come. Those things that have not happened yet, they will happen. And those things that have happened, they've already happened to give us the understanding of why they happened. We are living in repeated times. 
The times that were before are the times that are again right now. Repeated times. Nothing new is under the sun, King Solomon once said. Nothing. We are in repeated times. But in repeated times, there is that opportunity for hope. There is that that chance that you can have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And here is how you do so. Romans 10, 9 tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, meaning you will have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. It is better to have your lamb. It is better to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life than to not have your name written in any book at all. That is the one book you want your name in. That is the, the, the book that that will forever go down as having sustained your soul for the very purpose of seeing the face of God. That's what it's all about. Wednesday with the Word family, I just want to give you that little nugget of information to remind you that distraction is all around us. But our focus needs to be on Christ. So as we're seeing all these things happen, let us not be distracted by those things, but let us turn our face and our focus back to our Savior, our Messiah, our Lord and King, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Wednesday with the Word family, once again for another opportunity to share with you the gospel. I hope that you have enjoyed this midweek motivational message. I hope that it does per, uh, do what it is uh, intended to do, and that is to get you to focus on the Lord. I am Vernon Sheridan with the 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 man with the unscripted voice, saying, "Have a wonderful rest of the day, and if it is the Lord's will, we will do this." once again on the Traveling Pulpit podcast this Saturday. So again, I thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, and if necessary, use words. Bye for now.